All right. Well, we're back. Welcome to the first official Man School Musing podcast. This is podcast number one. I'm still going to be your host, Aaron A.A. Ron Santini, <laughs> and my co-host is Chad the Jet Barlow. What's good up? After, good afternoon, Chad. Hey, good to be here. All right. Well, hey, this is a historic event for us here at The Crossing, and in particular our men's ministry, Man School. And so uh, this is the—we did an introduction, which you guys heard, a quick little eight-minute segment, just kind of introducing what we're about, and now the official takeoff. We're taking off and talking about Man School, musing. And here we are, podcast number one. And I guess the big overview of podcast number one is if we want to be good men and good leaders, we must first be a good follower. Mm-hmm. And so we'll dive into that. But, but first, I just want to unpack our vision just a little bit, real quickly. I mentioned it in the introduction. But our vision is to transform every man at the Crossing Church primarily and beyond those that aren't a part of the Crossing Church uh, into the men that we are designed, called, and gifted to be as we follow Jesus, as we keep our eyes focused on Jesus. That's what we want to accomplish, and this is hopefully the Man School Musing podcast will help us accomplish that vision. Yeah, amen. And I just want to touch base on design, called, and gifted real quick to put some teeth to, to that. First, designed, Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female, he created them. We also know that 139, Psalm 139 says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by the Creator. And so God has created a gender binary world for us to live in, male and female. Um, one of the cool things about that is that we are equal in value and worth as men and women before the Lord. Equal and valued in worth. He loves us the same. He sees us as, again, equality as the same, but yet we're different. He's given us different roles, different responsibilities, different physical characteristics, uh, mm-hmm. emotional, etc. cetera. And, uh, and so we want to celebrate that. We've been designed, and, and as men, we want to walk in the way that God has designed us. Um, and so, yeah, God created us male and female. And so, therefore, we want to live, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16, as men, we want to act like men. Mm-hmm. and not like a woman, and not like a child. We want to act like a man. <laughs> so we're going to be unpacking that in our journey. Secondly, uh, called. We're called. As men, the Lord has called us to fulfill different roles and assignments. He's given women different roles and assignments than us that He's called them to to fulfill uh, in His kingdom, and He's given us different assignments and roles to fulfill as men. And so we want to do that as leaders, as husbands, as fathers, as friends, as sons, as workers, etc., um, and the primary call that we want to uh, walk in is we want to glorify and worship God in everything we do, whether in word or deed, Amen. as Colossians 3.17 says. That's the ultimate. We want to worship and glorify God in the callings as He's given us, in the different roles and the different assignments as men to His glory and for our joy. And so that's what we want to do. And we're going to start, again, we're going to look back at the creation mandate in Genesis chapter uh, 1, all the way through the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. What does that look like? How, do we, how, do we, how are we called and, and live out our calling in these areas and fulfilling these areas? And then finally, gifted. We know that the Lord has designed us, He's called us, but then He's also gifted us. When we receive the gospel, the good news of Christ, we're, we're born again, we're, we're saved. Mm-hmm. And um, a part of that gift of salvation is He gives us the Holy Spirit, which then helps us to understand His Word, empowers our lives uh, with the abilities and the giftings to go out and fulfill the mission that He's called us to. And so that, in a nutshell, is what the vision is, to transform every man at the crossing and beyond into the men that we are designed, called, and gifted to be as we follow Jesus. That's great. Awesome. Yep. Excited. You like that, huh? Yeah. Something you can dive onto? Not yeah. dive onto. 
dive into. into. Yep. Go I'm get in. some. I'm swimming uh-huh. around. <laughs> swimming what around. else you got for us today? What are we talking about? So yeah, the main summary today is to to be a great man. If we want to be a great man and we want to be a great leader, we must first be a good follower. That's we right. must first be a great follower. And so we know that the enemy, Satan, the devil, uh, yes, we believe in such a being as him, is alive and well. Uh, we believe that he was a created angel that fell from grace, and he's been at war um, since Genesis chapter 3. Since before the fall, when he fell, he's been at war uh, with our world, and he came into Genesis chapter 3 and tempted Adam and Eve, and the war began. And ever since then, there's been an onslaught, an onslaught on humanity, and it still rages to this day, thousands of years later. And in particular, we're honing in the, the war against men. I think he's been alive and well. Um, I've been walking this world for almost about 50 years, and so I'll eat that 50-year 50, 50 50 burger uh, this year. And as I look at my generation and the surrounding generations uh, around me, whether it's a boomer generation or a generation of the you know, alphabetical soup, you know, XYZ, millennial, whatever group you fall in, a consistent theme that the enemy is trying to do is take out men. He's trying to take us out. Uh, he's trying to take us out of the homes. He's trying to take us out of, out of workforce. He's trying to take us out of schooling, education. He's trying to take out men mm-hmm. because he understands if he takes out men with our role and responsibility, he's going to have a good chance to uh, destroy a number of lives. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's doing a pretty good job as we look, as I've looked across my, my life. And in case in point, this past year, we had this presidential election and the two men that were offered up to lead the greatest country in the world, um, let's just say um, are, the question is, are these the two best men that we have to offer? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty sad. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. So we can see that there's some momentum being built in his war on manhood. But at the same time, this is where I'm encouraged, at the same time, there's a stirring that's been happening over the last several years, both in the church and outside the church. Uh, men are starting to fight back against the narrative that's been uh, propagated by our culture. Uh, And we see this happening. And one interesting trend I see is men outside the church taking uh, initiative and bringing back what they might might call reclaiming manhood or what it means to be a man. I mean, these are non-Christian men taking the ball and starting to run with it. And so I I think of podcasts that I enjoy, uh, podcasts that I even learn from, uh, uh, such as like The Art of Manliness, The Order of Men, Jocko Podcasts, and even guys like Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't listen to a whole podcast of Joe <laughs> Rogan. I just got to get the segments because there's so much crazy language and stuff in yeah. there. But I think out of all these, you see a theme that these guys, as men, are, are trying to um, combat as they look outside of culture. Uh, they say that there's something isn't right. There's something that's sparking internally in their hearts as they look at culture and say, man, there's, there's something not right about the direction of manhood and, 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 and what's happening with men in our culture. And the reason why I love this, and we can even learn from it, because what we see is the common grace of God and His general revelation coming out in these men. Again, there's an internal call. There's something inside them that's that's sparking their conscience to say, what's happening with men in our society and culture is not right, and the attack. And so I think it's a, it's a thing that we can celebrate. And I think why some of their content is good, and we can learn from it, and I've learned from it, it's not all good. Because I think their foundation is try harder and do better when we boil it down. Yeah. When we boil it down, their podcasts, as you listen to those podcasts, it's, it's try harder. It's, it's be more disciplined. It's yep. be humble. Um, it's uh, work harder. It's learn more. 
which in and of themselves, those are all great and good gifts from God. Amen. We will say, yes, we want to be more disciplined. Yes, we want to be humble. Yes, we want to work harder and learn more. Those are good things. But the problem is that's their ceiling. Their ceiling, they're, they're working from a performance-based hermeneutic on life. Mm-hmm. And we know performance-based hermeneutic on life, this try harder, do better, it will always end up in frustration and failure. Amen. Uh, we've seen it. I've seen it in my own life. I'm sure you've seen it in your life, and mm-hmm. we see it in the world around us. Uh, performance base uh, anything uh, for life and godliness just does not work. Yeah. And so, uh, therefore, I, I I think where we see the common grace and the general you know flowing out of these men, I believe that they even point us to something that there needs to be something greater even outside our own will and self-determination. Because these are successful men, yeah. and there's a lot of men listening to them. But again, I think that points us to a direction that there, there even needs to be something outside of us that we need to look to. Now, inside the church, we see the same thing happening. And I quickly want to acknowledge that. I think the church is also starting to carry the torch, you know, uh, in, in bringing back biblical manhood and what that means. But sometimes, even in the church, we can, we can uh, preach a performance-based Christianity or performance-based manhood. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of churches that are not, there are churches that when you, when you go to a sermon, their sermons are like, be like Abraham, be like David, be like Moses, be like James, be like John, be like Peter. Well, maybe not like Peter, right? <laughs> right. Or be like Paul. Yeah, we rag on him. Yeah, we rag on Peter. And um, Peter's actually a great man. Uh, and, and should we, can we learn from these guys, their lies and their successes? Yes, but also their failures. I mean, these are, these are men that are heroes of the faith, or some of them are even in the hall of faith. Mm-hmm. And yet we see that uh, they weren't perfect men, right? They had their issues. They had their struggles. And do we really want to be like them? I mean, Abraham gave up his wife twice to pressure, uh, to preserve his life, right? Mm-hmm. Moses had a temper and was a murderer. David <laughs> had issues with lust and committed adultery and murder, right? Yeah. James and John, I mean, these are two disciples of Jesus, had an anger problem and wanted to smoke a whole people group, right? <laughs> Called thunder and lightning down from heaven because they, you know, they got in their crawl, right? Peter was a coward. Paul had his problems with some of his friendships, like with Barnabas, right? And so we see that these guys weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And so the mantra of, you know, just performance-based Christianity, be like these guys, we kind of miss the whole point of why these guys are in the Bible. The reason why these guys are in the Bible, yes, we can learn from their successes and failures, but ultimately they point us that they can't do it on their own and they need something outside themselves to be better men. Mm-hmm. And their lives point us to someone greater, and that someone greater is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what their lives, that's what their stories are called, uh, that we read about. They're, they're there to point us to Jesus. Jesus is the better Abraham. He is the better Moses, the better David, etc. Mm-hmm. They, they, they point us to him. And so if we want to be great men, if we want to be great leaders, then we need to look and follow after the one true, the one and only true great man, the man Jesus Christ. He was the perfect man. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith in every aspect. He was the one that was tempted in every way and yet without sin. He was the perfect man. And so that's where we want to keep our eyes, and that's what we want to focus on. Yes, can we look at one another and learn from one another? Yes. But ultimately, we want to keep our eyes fixed on the one true and the greatest man, the man Christ Jesus. And so if we want to, again, know what it, what, what it means to be a man and to be a great leader, then we must focus and keep our eyes focused on Christ and follow him and no other. Mm-hmm. And so 
therefore, if we want to be great men and great leaders in our circles of influence, we must first be great followers. And that's kind of the theme that we just want to kind of dive into our last couple minutes is to be a great leader, we must be first a great follower. And this is kind of one of those upside-down principles of the kingdom of God that we see all over, right? If we want to be first, we must be last, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of these crazy upside-down principles. And it's the same here. If we want to be great men and great leaders, then we must first be a great follower, which means first and foremost, we must be in the kingdom. Or another way to put it is we must be a sheep in the fold of the great shepherd king, King Jesus. And the question is, well, how do we how do we do that? Well, we do that, as Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. We must be born again. Amen. That crazy term, born again, um, we, that's what must happen. For us to be great leaders, we must be first great followers. For us to be great followers, we must follow the great shepherd king, Christ Jesus. And to do that, we must repent of our sins and trust in him as our Lord and Savior. And so that's what we, uh, we want to do. That's our, that's 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 the the starting blocks of our, our of our race. Track so reference. Go, track here we reference. go. Um, any quick thoughts or musings that you might think as we go through uh, this first introduction? Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm honored to be a part of this. I'm going to be a lot more quiet on this than I am on Crosscast probably. But um, when you said that, okay, here's here's my man manliness here. When you when you said um, born again. Uh, the other, actually, on the on an airplane, I watched the movie Fury. Have you seen it? I haven't seen Fury. Oh, That's dude. with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. He's a tank. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen oh, that one. Dude. He's not a tank because Brad Foy, is, he's a little peanut of a man. Yeah. But he's a tank <laughs> commander or something like that. Exactly. Right? Okay, yeah, with, with a group of guys. There you go. And Shia LaBeouf plays this devout Christian guy. Yeah. And they get this new guy on their crew, and Shia LaBeouf says... Are you goes just straight up to him. I love his boldness. Are you born again? Yeah. And the guy says, well, I go to church on Sunday. And the whole crew says, no, that's not what he asked. He asked, are you born again? Yeah. And there's a difference, you know, like to be a good leader, like you said, we got to be a follower and not just a man who, who, who checks off the, the, the list. I yep. say this a lot when I talk, it's a rerun for me, but going to church is not just a box we check, you know, you got to be born again. If, yes. if we're really, you know, this is a Christian podcast, you're a pastor, I'm a pastoral intern. This is a distinctly and explicitly Christian yes. podcast. And I know that just kind of is obvious, but yeah, that's what I thought of. Yeah. That movie got to be born again. Got to follow well. Yeah. Got to be born again. So, uh, again, I allude to what that means and let's just, if you were to unpack that, Chad, what is, how is someone born again? How would you share the gospel with someone? That's yeah. the, what we're talking about here is to be a great leader, we must be a first, a great follower. And the follower to be in Christ's kingdom is to, to believe the gospel, the good news. That's mm -hmm. what, so. Yeah, amen. Guys amen. listening right now that might not know what that is, what, what, yeah. share the gospel with them. <laughs> there we go. Okay, yeah, wow, what an honor. Okay, guys, um, God's holy and he's loving and he and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who have always existed one day decided let's create a world and a universe for our glory and they did he did you know one God three persons can't explain that one and uh, mankind sinned in Adam and Eve God gave them one rule and a bunch of great things and they broke the one rule and as our you know representatives we were guilty of sin in them but also they gave us this genetic you know i put in quotes for the listeners genetic disease of sin mm -hmm. every human being has sinned and fallen short of the glory of god yeah. uh, but god sent his son jesus into the world 
through the incarnation. That just means Jesus became a man and he lived the perfect life. He, he did not sin once. That's right. The life that we should have lived, yep. but we couldn't live it. Yep. Because we're sinners. We got this sickness called sin. And then he died a death on the cross in our place. He substituted himself and and received God's wrath. God poured all his anger on Jesus for all who would believe. Right. And when we put our faith in Jesus Christ and repent of our sins, which is really just two sides of the same coin, Mm -hmm. uh, we're born again. And we at the crossing believe that's an act of God from beginning to end. And we're actually going to talk about that soon in Crosscast. One of our biblical convictions is... God's sovereignty and salvation. And we read with, uh, in Nicodemus, John three, Jesus tells him, uh, you know, you must be born again. And the wind blows where it wishes, but the way the wind blows is when someone hears the gospel and says, you know what? I believe that yep. it shows that the Holy spirit has caused them to be born again. Amen. Good job. That was right on the spot. So I love it. I love that. What you, what you touched on. Yeah. The, the gospel is good news of Jesus Christ, right? That, that man has sinned, Christ came to be our substitute, to live the perfect life in our place, to die on the cross for our sins. He rose again three days later, sits at the right hand of God. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Way to go. No, yeah. And for us to obtain that, there's nothing that we can do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that we can purchase. What we do, in quotes, is belief. Yeah, no performance. No performance. It's, it's, it's by grace, through yeah. faith in Christ. And so... Um, yeah, that's the gospel. And for, for anyone out there that, that sees that they've, you know, that, that they're, there's a separation between them and God, they've maybe been living in this performance cycle. Jesus says, come to me, all those who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah, and so that's our, that's our prayer. That's our prayer for our men of the crossing. That's our prayer for those outside the crossing, that, that first and foremost, for us to be great men, and great leaders, we must be first be great followers. Yeah. And we must keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do that by repenting of our sins and trusting in the good news of Jesus Christ by faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's going to kick us off on this this long journey. And we're going to unpack all the nuances of that. The beautiful thing about the Gospels is it's simple enough that a child can understand it, but it's it's so complex that even the greatest minds can't fathom and get to the depths of, mm-hmm. of what it's all about. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, amen. Amen. I got a quick side nugget for side the listeners. Um, if you're part of the Crossing Church and have been on Realm, you've seen Aaron say, hey, if you got a request to for, for, for something to talk about at Man School, or maybe we could even take some requests on Man School musings. I know Aaron's been really excited about this podcast, and he has lots of ideas, so there's no promise that we'll get to it soon. But if you'd love to hear something on Man School musings, you can email me, chad, at thecrossingfc.org, and, and maybe we can get an episode up. Bingo. Yeah. Love it. That's all I got. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Man School musings. Aaron, you get the last word. Have a great day. Have a great Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.